You're listening to Pipes, Pours, and Pals. I'm your pal Justin. And I'm your pal Nate. How you doing today, buddy? Fan-freaking-tastic. How you doing, man? Same. Yeah? I've had a great weekend. You have. I have. And it's been, oh, let's see, Saturday. Um, What did I do Saturday? Saturday, I watched Tennessee play. Tennessee Volunteers, you know, the pe- team with the stupid... The Vowels. The, the, the Vowels? The Vowels. The Vols. The Volunteers. You don't say Volunteers? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. The they, Vols. They beat the Florida Gators, our rival. I didn't know they get... Okay. I get this confused, because the Florida State is not the Florida Gators. No, different. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I get confused. Florida Gators are an SEC team. Uh, Florida State is an ACC team. And anyway, uh, Florida is one of Tennessee's longtime uh, conference rivals. Okay. And we haven't beat them since 2016. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So Tennessee almost blew it, but doesn't matter. They got the win. That's the important and thing. And they bumped into eighth in wow. the nation today. That's awesome. So, Good for them. Yeah. Tennessee's not been ranked that high in quite some time. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then I got to go to my former boss's. Um, retirement party that was really good got to see a bunch of old coworkers i worked with years ago it's always a good time like yeah well, it was a great time actually i haven't laughed that hard in forever i literally laughed so hard i had a headache when i came home nice so it was good yeah and then uh today mrs codger and i well we were we were gifted some uh colts tickets to go see the indianapolis colts and uh they were playing the uh kansas city chiefs yeah talk about an upset Talk about a major upset. Like, I, I didn't, I'm a Colts fan, have been my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought for sure the Colts were going to get their tails kicked today because last week the Colts didn't score at all. Right. That was zero, right? They, no, yeah, they it was had, 24 to nothing. Yeah, 24 to nothing. Yeah. Um, and that was against Jacksonville Jaguars, who are doing weirdly well. Yeah. Like, despite but historically, us. like, like if you had to pick the, Worst five teams in NFL history. Obviously, your beloved Lions. You know, I have to bring that up. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, But I think Jacksonville falls in that. I don't think that's unfair. Jacksonville's awful. They're not great. And they stomped the Colts last week. Yeah. So I thought, okay, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, who are both on my fantasy team, by the way, they're going to come to Indianapolis, and they're just going to smoke the Colts. I even said it to Mike in an email. Yeah. Mike's like, hey, man, any given Sunday. That's what he said. He was like, you never know. Yep. Well, he was right. Yeah. The Colts pulled out the wind today. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey did not look good. Um, I wouldn't say they were awful, but they were just not up to themselves. Yeah. Which was unfortunate in some aspects. It was, it was fortunate because I'm a Colts fan and the Colts won, but it was also unfortunate because I was torn because... We have this fantasy league, our Pipes, Pours, and Pals, and Pigskin. Pipes, Pours, Pals, and Pigskin fantasy league. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are on my fantasy team. Congratulations, yeah. Kirk. You're kicking my tail because those two guys played so bad today. He's going to win. Oh, yeah. Kirk, you, you have a 2% chance of winning. I have a 2% chance of winning. Uh, he still has like three players to play, I think. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's he's got a he's on a tear, man. This is gonna make him three and zero. You have one more player to play, and he his last player is playing right now. Yeah. 
Oh, really? Yeah, Robbie Gould is the kicker for uh, San Francisco. Well, he's still going to blister my hind end, so. I mean, unless Saquon Uh, Barkley can get you over 50 points, I think. (laughs) I mean, he's been pretty good this season. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's been a great weekend. You know, it's Sunday night. We're sitting down to do our, our weekly recording like we do most Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. And we're watching football. We're watching San Francisco and Denver play right now. Yep. Who's your money on? I want the Niners to win. You want the Niners to win? Yeah. Who's on your team? Um, Kittle. Kittle? Okay. Yeah, I figured because you wanted them to win, well, you must have somebody on your fantasy team. I actually have more people on the Denver um, Denver than oh, I do really? on San Francisco. I have San Francisco's D on one of my teams, and I have George Kittle on another one. But okay. I think it's hilarious how much money San Francisco gave for um, Wilson from the Seahawks. You mean how much Denver gave for him? What'd I say? San Francisco. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he plays for Denver. Yeah, I think it's funny how much Denver gave to Seattle for Wilson. Uh-huh. And he's not doing good at all. Yeah. And it, I, it's hilarious. Yeah, and which is sad. I really like Russell Wilson. Do yeah, I do. Well, this is why I don't like him. Because he played with Seattle for many years, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of success. He mm-hmm. still has a lot of good players around him, but he wanted to be traded because he thought he'd have a better chance somewhere else. Yeah. I, and then his very first game back, he goes and loses in Seattle. Yeah, it's, and that was pretty poetic. Exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of 49ers. I just never have been. You know, Jimmy G, you're not a fan? I, I mean, it's nothing against Jimmy G. I'm just not a big 49ers fan. I don't know if it's the gaudy gold helmets or what. Like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I've hated the, the Niners since the 90s. Really? Yeah, because it was always, when I was a kid growing up, it was always the Niners and the Cowboys. They were always winning. Like, was it Joe Montana and Troy Aikman and all those guys? Yeah. So, uh, well, it was uh, Steve Young in the 90s. Oh, yeah, you're right. Steve Young, yeah. Steve Young and Jerry Rice. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like them because they won all the time. And I found that to be annoying. <laughs> I just don't like them because they're a California team. I don't really like California teams. Really? Not really. Not the only California team in any sport that I like is are, are the Dodgers. I like the Dodgers. That's about the only California team I, I really care for. Colin Kaepernick. Um... We're not going to bring Colin Kaepernick up. That's just a hot button topic that uh, is sure to ruffle feathers. Doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. That's true. Nothing good is going to come from talking about Colin Kaepernick. You know, that's why he's not on a team is because nothing. He doesn't bring anything to a program. You're talking about the drama. (laughs) He's like my dad will not let me watch the NFL in his house. No, there's certain players like I love Tim Tebow, but if I'm an owner of a team or a GM of a team, there's no way I'm bringing Tim Tebow in. Why you hate winning? I hate I hate having the circus that follows it. That's why I couldn't bring Colin Kaepernick in. It's a media circus that would yeah. come in with it. Doesn't matter what side of the I, what side of the aisle you're on with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. It just brings drama. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I'm saying about Colin Kaepernick with the podcast. That's true. If we get in our feelings about it, it's just going to bring drama. Anyway, we're both we've we're just going a little off script tonight. I know. We we already decided like Nate's not doing an incredible blend of the week. Yeah. 
we both had blends. Like I have a blend that you wanted to try and you had a blend that I wanted to try. So uh, before we get into our bill of lighting and all that stuff here a little bit, we're just watching some football. We're chilling like pals in a smoking lounge. Yeah. Drinking some drinks. What is smoking some new blends? What's this coffee I'm drinking? Probably the same Starbucks junk we drank last week. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's good. I like it. It's just coffee. I feel like a sinner, though. I'm drinking Starbucks coffee out of a Black Rifle cup. That's why I thought it might be Black Rifle this time, because no. I saw that cup, and I was like, ooh. I'm not a matchy-matchy person. I don't really care. Mixing it up, but nope. <laughs> How was your weekend? It was, uh, it was relatively uneventful. I'm on... Um, I was going to go home this weekend to see my parents, but yesterday my wife's, her sister's getting married in November, so she had a bridal shower for her yesterday, and she was like, I'm going to take the baby so that all the women can fawn over the, the little girl. So I was, had a rare occasion of me not having, like being alone at the house, you know? Yeah. But, um. And you didn't invite me over? Well, you, I knew you were busy. Mm. But the thought still would have would have would have felt good, Nate. Well, with what I was getting ready to say was that I picked up an on call weekend mm. from somebody at work. Somebody at work, um, so I had to go into work yesterday and today. Fun, yeah. Not really. Well, it kind of is because I don't. I didn't have to do very much. The specimens that come in on Sundays can wait to be done on Monday. You just have to process them and put them in the fridge. Okay. And write down that you did it. So I was there for like 20 minutes, but they paid me three hours of time and a half. Nice. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I'll drive there for three hours, time and a half. Nice. This is the only reason I took the took the guys on call weekend. He's like, I'm busy this weekend. Is there any chance you could take it? And I was like, yes, yes, there is. Just so happens there's some tobacco I want to buy, so I would love your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what tobacco's coming up that you want to buy? Well, I know it, only, it happens every few months. Mm-hmm. But C and D is going to have a sale soon, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get some of that Winchester. Yeah, yeah. I um, I wanted to get some the other day, and I put in a order with uh, pipes and cigars for some other stuff that they had available. They had uh, the uh, Sun Bear Mountain Flower back in stock. Yeah, they had a weird like late shipment or something. I don't know, or mm-hmm. maybe they just didn't realize they had it, but it just popped up there. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Because I stocked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I bought, they had some other stuff on sale. Uh, I got some Eileen's Dream because that's Mrs. Codgery, one of her favorites. I love Eileen's Dream. It's a great aromatic. It's a great aromatic. Um, and then they also had um, Peterson's My Mixture 965 on sale for like $9.50 a 10. That's awesome. Yeah. So I bought five more tens of that. I'm going to have plenty of it, but <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, throw some more in the cellar. At a cheap price, it's only gonna get better. Yeah, uh, but I would, you know, I was like, I'm gonna throw some Winchester in. PNC don't carry Winchester, not even in ten. I don't believe so it at all. I don't believe so. That's weird. Yeah, you'd think everyone would have it. Yeah, I had searched before, well before I had ordered from there, and then when I was filling up my order and I was about ready to hit, you know, submit, I was like, I'm gonna look again. Still no. Well, it's a thought that counts, I guess. Yeah, I wanted to get some, but I guess I'll have to order someplace else. I actually, um, Jay tagged me in an Instagram post about a new fly rod that he got. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and I, 
I like responded to his tag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was, he said something about wanting to make sure he was pretentious. Cause I said that fly fishing was, <laughs> was sounded really pretentious. So he said something about that, but we got to chit chat and he said that Winchester's one of his sleepers that he doesn't like to tell people about cause he loves it so much. <laughs> and I was like, what other ones you got? He told me a couple more. He was like, but don't be sharing my secrets. <laughs> so I have a oh, few. You just I'm... shared one. Yeah. Well, we already talked about that one. So, but, um, there's a couple more I'm going to order and try. Sound like he didn't want anybody to know that Winchester's one of his favorites though. It did sound like that, yeah. And you just told our tens of listeners. Well, hey, if they don't, if they're not going to go get it because I say it's delicious, <laughs> then they're not going to go get it because Jay says. <laughs> I don't know, man. What I'm smoking right now is pretty darn good. You think so? I like it. This, I like it a lot. This is fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure out how to pry this out of your hands because you said you didn't like this, right? I did say I didn't enjoy it, and I did say that um, I tried it when it first came out, and I only had one bowl of it. So I have that jar. It's something that I need to give another try, I guess, maybe. But I do have an unopened tin of it as well. It's really good. So I uh, might as well say it. I'm smoking... Uh, warped tobaccos, Saint Espresso. I it's a it's a limited run, right? Yeah. And I historically have not been a fan of buying limited run stuff, and I think my view on that is changing. Considering two of my favorite blends as of recently have been limited runs from Cornell and Deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which warped is is it packaged by Cornell and Deal or blended by them or? What is that? I think yes. What's that relationship there? I don't know for sure. I think they. I think that they, it is blended and packaged by Cornell and Deal. Okay. I think like everything is anymore. Like I think GLPs is packaged by Cornell and Deal. I couldn't speak with any authority on that. Because mainly, I just want to put this out there too that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So don't don't ever listen or, or repeat anything that I say, people. In, intuitively, that makes sense. The tens are identical. I mean, and I'm almost positive that's the case, but again, I don't know anything. I don't either. We know nothing. Not about tobacco. Not about beer. Not about whiskey. Mm-mm. But we love them all. It's true. Love them dearly. This blend that I'm smoking of yours... You've had it, and you said you liked it a lot, but it's the the, the most recent Cornell and Deal uh, Sun Bear Mountain Flower. Mm-hmm. It's very, very tasty. I love it. Yeah, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I actually like it a lot more than either of the other two Sun Bears I've tried. I haven't had any other Sun Bears. No, you could let me try one, didn't you? I'm I'm like... 36 to 57 percent sure that you have an open tin of black lotus somewhere no i had two tins of black locust and somebody convinced me to sell them i never opened them Hmm. i bought them at briar and burley with the intent of smoking them and 
I think I had bragged about him on Facebook or something and somebody saw that and they were like, I'll pay you $30 a 10. And I was like, well, deal. I only paid 15. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double my money and I wasn't even trying to. Yeah, I did the, uh, with the mountain flower this time I stayed up. Actually, I think they re- I think they dropped it at a reasonable time of day. Um, a lot of times they'll drop their, their limited edition stuff at midnight, but lately a couple of them, they've been waiting until 6 PM. Yeah. That's what they did this time. So I was able to get, I think I got three tens the day it dropped of the mountain flower. And then like two weeks later or a week later or something, somebody said, I don't know if it was four noggins or if it was cup of Joe's, but they were like, Hey, they got some mountain flowers still. And I popped over there and they only literally had two left and I bought them both. So I ended up, I have five tens of it, but I bought mine early. I got mine the day of. Yeah, I know. But several hours early at uh, a local, a local brick and mortar. So I'm smoking this St. Espresso out of a brand new to me pipe. It's a Molina. I saw it in it on Amazon and I was like, I have to have that. It's a beautiful pipe. Yeah, it's very nice. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's got a accent it's got three accent rings between the stem and hang on mrs codger just popped her head in we got pie you come bearing gifts of pie she wants us to get our own pie oh like you want us to go upstairs we're recording and we're back i don't remember where we were at but it doesn't matter because my wife, Mrs. Codger, beckoned us because she pulled a fresh black, bear, black raspberry pie out of the oven. Mm-hmm. It's her fault I'm fat. It's really good. It's really good. It's a really good pie. Now, I will say she did not make this. This is a Mrs. Wicks pie. Mm-hmm. I don't even know anything about Mrs. Wicks. Do you know anything about Mrs. Wicks? I know they're famous for their sugar cream pies. They are. Not only are they famous for it, but it is the Indiana State Pie. The Mrs. Wicks sugar cream pie is the Indiana State Pie. I actually had a Mrs. Wicks sugar cream pie the other day. Mm-hmm. My mom's is much better. Really? Yeah. I don't like sugar cream pie. But... I would try your mom's sugar cream pie. Why don't you like sugar cream pie? I prefer tart, fruity pies. My favorite pie now is my mom's strawberry rhubarb. You'd like that. That's a solid one. I love me some strawberry rhubarb pie. This is out of the park good. It's really good. (laughs) The only thing to make this better is some good vanilla ice cream with this. But this is top-notch. It's very, very good. Mrs. Wicks knocked this out of the park. Pipes, pours, pals, and pies. Pipes, pours, pals, pies, pigskin, poop. (laughs) Pizza, Pepsi. We talk about it all on here. I don't think we've ever mentioned Pepsi until now. No, last episode we talked about... Oh, yeah. Pizza, Pepsi, and pals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so good. Sorry, guys. We're distracted. We got pie in our mouths. 
It's so good. It is so. You guys are missing out. Absolutely missing out. But shameless plug for Mrs. Wicks Pies. They're in Winchester, Indiana. If you don't live nearby where you can get them, you can order them online and have them shipped to your door. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. They're yep. so good. Man, that's a good I pie. went there to pick these up yesterday morning. I picked up 12 pies from my boss's retirement party. Holy cow. He's a big fan of pie. And uh, his daughter, when we were planning it, she said, we're not doing cake. We're not doing cupcakes. We're not doing cookies. We're doing pie. I said, I'm your guy. I know exactly where to get pies from. I'm going to order them from Mrs. Wicks. So I called Mrs. Wicks restaurant. I said, I want 12 pies for Saturday morning. Oh, and I said, what I said was, I have a really big order. She said, okay, let me get a pad of paper. And uh, I said, all right, you ready? This is a huge order. So I listed off my 12 pies. There was peach. There was apple. There was rhubarb. There was black raspberry, lemon cream, you name it, blueberry. List all these pies off, 12 to be exact. And I stopped. And she said, is that it? I said, yeah. She said, I didn't need a pad of paper for that. That's not a very big order. <laughs> I wonder what they consider a big order. I don't know. But 12 pies apparently was not a big order. Well, maybe she thought you were like a store and you were ordering hundreds or something. I don't know how. Like, I don't know. How... I don't know. Well. But I called the bakery side, not like the, because they have a factory that produces pies to sell in stores and stuff like that. Really? I called the bakery side, like the, the cafe where they have like food and, you know, they have like, you can sit down and eat there. Do they sell things other than pie? Mm-hmm. Like chicken pot pies? They actually do sell pot pies. Ooh, man. Yeah. We should go to, we should do Pipes Pow Pours. Wow? A powwow. <laughs> we should do Pipes Pours Pals and Pies powwow at Mrs. Wick's. Yes. Holy cow, we should definitely do we that. We should definitely do that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man, this is such an off-topic episode. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. Because this is exactly what it would be like if you had a lounge and we all were meeting together and smoking in a lounge. Because if we did the same thing every week in the lounge, people would stop coming. Yeah. Can't let it get boring. Can't get let it boring. It's got to be fun. It's got to draw you in. You know, if you're not I, having fun. You won't do it. I, I wasn't even hungry. Like I ate too much dinner, mm -hmm. and I didn't really want to eat that pie, but it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Oh man, I gotta finish mine now. So, um, since I'm finishing mine, and I got my mouth full here in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, let me be fat for a second. Well, I'm always fat, but <laughs> let me be fatter. Let me get fatter for a second, and you tell us about that. Wonderful pipe you're smoking, the story you told me. Okay. When I first got back into pipe smoking in December of 2020, um, I had bought a really junky pipe. I think I might have told this story before, but I bought a really junky pipe from a little tobacco shop, like one of those made-in-China ones that's like plastic and metal. Mm -hmm. And I tried smoking some delicious Borkum Riff out of it. <laughs> and... uh as I was trying to smoke it, I was like, this isn't right. I remember pipe smoking being better than this. So I got to looking around, and 
I found out that there was a pipe shop on the south side of Indian Greenwood. And I called my cousin who lives on the east side. No, I lied. My cousin lives on the west side. And Broad Ripple. So anyway, I went to my cousin's house, met up with him there, and we drove to Pipe Puffers in Greenwood. And I was looking through their pipes, and they had this selection of Rossi pipes. And they're the, it's the Rossi Vitoria line. And so this is um, just a, a just a plain billiard. You know, I mean, it's the Vitor All of Rossi Vitorias look identical as far as the rustication and everything on them. But, uh, yeah, this is the first pipe I, I, I got when I got back into pipe smoking. And I had ordered from memory, basically, of when I originally started smoking pipe in 2011, I remembered um, Molto Dolce. So I had ordered a tin of Molto Dolce. And I started smoking it out of this Rossi billiard. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. It was fantastic. This is a, one of... The, to this day, it's one of my favorite pipes to smoke. Nice. I love this pipe. It kind of reminded me of this pipe, which is more of a apple. Yeah. But and they look pretty similar. Yeah. And I also got this at Pipe Puffers. It was my very first briar pipe. Really? Mm-hmm. All I had was corn cobs up to that point. Wow. It's a basket briar. Yeah. But got my... Very first Briar Pipe at Pipe Puffers. Same place you got that. Yeah. And I love this pipe. It's a great smoker. Yeah. I don't know who made it, because it's just a basket briar, but Italian made. Fine Italian basket briar. Just like this Rossi. <laughs> like a step up from a basket briar. A little bit, yeah. Oh, man. I'm full of pie. I'm hurting now. Yeah. Probably shouldn't eat that pie, but it was so good. It was good. I got all seeds and all those seeds stuck in my teeth. So you guys hear talking like ash? I'm trying to picking picking seeds out of my teeth. Yeah. My grandma used to make the best black raspberry pie. We'd go pick black raspberries mm -hmm. and take them to her. Mm. And then like the next week we'd go back and she would have this delicious black raspberry pie for us. Yes, Lord. And uh she could never eat it because the little seeds get stuck in her dentures. Oh, man. So she never would ever eat it. But it was my favorite pie in the world. And this was a close second to hers. Close second? For black raspberry pies. Well, I, I feel honored that you decided to eat the black raspberry pie because the story you told me about how you haven't eaten one since she passed away. Yeah, I haven't. Um, she made my favorite pie in the entire world. And it was a black raspberry pie. And after she passed, I, <clears throat> I've never had another one since. You swore it off. I didn't swear it off. It's just it's not really a super common pie that you see around. It's not, actually. Um. It's kind of a, a an older generation thing. Yeah, it's like rhubarb pie is too. Well, I'm I love strawberry rhubarb pie. Um, but another old person pie that I absolutely love is a raisin pie. Ooh. You ever have a raisin? <laughs> you ever have a raisin pie? Ooh. So my my dad's mom, my my grandma, on my dad's side, she could bake cakes, but she never made pies. So every year on her birthday, she asked my mom to make her pie, mm. and she always wanted a raisin pie. Raisins? Yeah. That's a weird pie ingredient. Yeah. But I saw it, that on Mrs. Wick's order form. I was like, she had raisin, raisin pies at Wick's? Yeah. I've I, I've never ever seen it anywhere except raisin, mom. Raisin pies. Mrs. Wick's has raisin pies. 
I would love me a raisin pie, man. And they have like multiple types of rhubarb. They have rhubarb. They have strawberry rhubarb. They have cherry rhubarb. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. They got so much. Oh, man. We're just going to keep talking about pies. Sorry, guys. We're out of the. We're not even going to talk about anything else tonight but pie. It's just <laughs> two chunky guys sitting in a room talking about pie. I think that we should just change the podcast to talk about pies now. I feel like we could have a very successful podcast if we only talked about pies. Pies, pancakes, and pals. Hey. I do like me some pancakes, too. I enjoy a good pancake. Did I have ever told you... I have told, I know I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told on the podcast my story about the pancakes where the waitress gave me um, soy sauce instead of syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have I said that on the podcast? I don't think you have. Oh, man. All right, I have to tell it. So we're at a local cafe. And I order pancakes because I can't have anything else for breakfast typically because everything else has got eggs with it. <sighs> I'm not bitter about that. But anyway, I order pancakes. I get this huge thing of flapjacks. I'm super excited. She brings this little pitcher of syrup out. I'm super excited. It's a little darker than I'm used to for syrup. Yeah. Syrup's kind of a golden color. Not yeah. real syrup. It's just fake sugar, pretty much. Just corn syrup. But um, I'm like... Okay, maybe it's just a different kind of syrup. I go to dump it on there. It's real watery. Just real, real watery. Mm. And I, I flagged the waitress down. I was like, something's not right here. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm actually afraid to eat this. Like, you didn't even try it? No, it was like, it would literally came out like water. Like, it was the consistency of water. Mm. But it was dark. Yeah. Like a dark brown color. Kind of like the color of Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think that this is syrup. She said, 100% it's syrup. Our syrup is a little darker, and it's a little more runny than normal syrup. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll try it. So I commenced to eating on it, like I do with pretty much everything. It wasn't syrup. It was salty. Oh, gosh. And I was like... Hey, ma'am, ma'am, come back over here. Like, this isn't syrup. She said, I'm telling you, I filled the bottle myself. It's syrup. I'm telling you, this is salty and runny. It's not syrup. My pancakes are flooded with something other than syrup. She's like, I'm going to go check, but I'm telling you, I filled that bottle myself. It's syrup. Okay, you go back there and check. I see her walk through the doors of the kitchen. And it's one of those like open ca cafe style kitchens. Yeah. And I see the horror that hits her face when she realizes it wasn't syrup. <laughs> and she comes back. She says, I am so sorry. I actually put soy sauce in there. <laughs> so I dumped soy sauce all over my pancakes. Mm. She's really apologetic. As she should have been. And then she never apologized for basically telling me I was an idiot. <laughs> but she did apologize for me having uh, soy sauce in my pancakes. And then she said, would you like different pancakes? <laughs> no, these will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'll just, I'll just keep the, the soy sauce coated pancakes. Like, yeah. of course I want different pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing was all the people around us, it's a little tiny cafe. Like you've been there with me, Osborne's before, man. Like yeah. you're, you're shoulder to shoulder. Like there's two feet between the tables next to you. And everybody around is like, that girl just brought him soy, soy, soy sauce for his pancakes. 
the whole time we were there, anytime somebody got syrup brought to the table, they're like, are you sure this is syrup? <laughs> oh, man. I actually felt a little bit bad for her after that because she had everybody ask her to make sure that it was syrup. But anyway, got way off topic because we're talking about pipes or pies and pancakes and now I'm hungry again. I'm so full. Pizza and Pepsi and pals and pies and pancakes and pierogies. Mm, I love me a pierogi. <laughs> I'm Polish, so pierogi, pierogies are kind of my DNA. Have we talked about National Pierogi Day? Uh, I think you've mentioned it. Yeah. I've never celebrated National Pierogi Day. We would celebrate every year with my cousin. Really? Yeah. That's a weird thing to celebrate. Yeah. His family, his dad's side of his family, which his mom is my mom's sister, so... That's why we're cousins. So I don't have any Polish in my family, but he's very Polish. And his family would celebrate National Pierogi Day by having a, a large gathering at their house and serving pierogies. Nice. So he moved to Indy, and he took up to continuing on the tradition. And before the pandemic, we would do it every year. And it got to the point where I think there was close to 30 people at my cousin's house. We'd have two tables set up, um, one upstairs and one downstairs, people stuffing pierogies. We'd have me or my brother usually be out back with a big, um, it's like a turkey fryer yeah. thing, but it was for, we'd get it full of water, boiling water. Mm -hmm. We'd boil the pierogies, and then we had one cook station outside and one cook station in the kitchen where they were frying them up. And everyone would bring their own ingredients. So, like, one year, my brother and I, we took pepperonis and pizza sauce and mozzarella we made like pizza pierogies sometimes people bring like tacos taco meat and whatever else mm -hmm. cheese and stuff and make little taco pierogies um we'd made we always made traditional ones but we would stuff some with like um sauerkraut and sausage mm -hmm. or and um one year he made some of the dough with with uh sweet potatoes instead of the regular potatoes and then we took like brown sugar and like marshmallows and stuff like that and <laughs> stuffed them inside there and had like sweet potato pierogies. Oh man. It's it was always so much fun. It sounds like a blast. After the pandemic, I don't think we've ever done it again since the pandemic, but he would make everyone get in the basement before we started and we'd have to listen to the Polish national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> he had the big a big Polish flag in his basement. Well, as a as your Polish bestie. If that ever happens again, I expect it. I expect an invite. One hundred percent. It has to be like. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm the biggest Polak there is. Like literally, I'm the biggest Polak you know. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I, I love me some stuffed bread that's been fried. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Krupnik? Krupnik. Yeah. It's a traditional Polish uh, alcohol. Okay. Um, I haven't heard of it. It. It's like, I don't, it, you can make it at home. It, it's like you take, I think like you, moonshine. No, it's <laughs> like you take vodka and okay. just add things to it. Oh, so they made Krupnik one year in preparation for a pierogi day. And it's like the recipe they got was kind of garbage because they put too much black pepper in it. But it's like, it's like vodka. I don't even remember what it's all in. It's like cinnamon sticks and black pepper and something else. And you just let it sit for like weeks. And then you strain it, and we made um, Bloody Marys, 
but we made them with Krupnik. And it was fantastic. We had such a good time. <laughs> kind of lost me on that one. No, it was pretty gross. But uh, it was <laughs> it was fantastic time. But it was gross. It, once we tried it, we we're like, there is way too much black pepper in this. And that's when we we're like, what if we put it in like a Bloody Mary? Because Bloody Marys are good with black pepper. Yeah. So that was I'm not pepper. a big fan of Bloody Marys. I love them, but we called him. My cousin's last name is Budnick, which is a very Polish name, and we called him Bloody Budnicks. Instead of Bloody Marys. Bloody Budnicks. Yeah. That sounds almost like a euphemism. Really gross, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like some sort of a weird... Yeah. <laughs> but I actually I had a picture on my Instagram. I think I got rid of it, but... Of my cousin holding um, a Bloody Budnick, and it has the stick on it with, like, an olive and a piece of sausage and a pierogi, just, like, the whole thing. <laughs> Good times. We yeah. love food. Yeah, man, we love food. Holy smokes. All we talk about is food half the time. Oh, the other thing you talk about, not food related. So you you kind of gave us a heads up last episode about this uh, China cabinet. Give us an update. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I got that all put together. Um, I didn't measure, like, before I started doing this. Uh-huh. And the thought never crossed my mind that it might be too big to put in the basement. Uh-huh. So I had like a platform because my basement leaks sometimes. Uh, it did. I I pretty well got it fixed. I think completely. I freaking hope so. But um, I hope so too. So I had this platform in my basement that I built to put things on top of in case it were to flood so it didn't get wet. Mm-hmm. Um, the the china cabinet that I got at the hutch would not fit on the platform because of the how low the the ceiling was. Mm-hmm. So then. I move the platform, and then I try to set it up. Well, there is literally about a half an inch clearance from the top of that cabinet to the bottom of, like, the bottom, the lowest point of the ceiling in the in the, the floor basement. joist. Yeah, the floor joist. So I had to find the only place where there was no plumbing or <laughs> anything else, because I found a spot where it would fit, but then I couldn't open the door. Like to get inside of it because there was a, p- a plumbing pipe. Yeah. So I had to put it, I had to move everything again. And I was doing this by myself. And because the China cabinet's like in two pieces. And I'm telling you, it's kind of heavy. And yeah, lifting that thing up by myself in the basement, it was, it was an arduous task to say the least. But, yeah. um, but I got it all done, got it put together. And I didn't know it when I bought it, but, um, it has a little light at the top on the inside, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got it all set up and looks pretty sweet. I was very happy with it. Yeah. I cleaned it all up and I was able to put all my pipes in it. Um, you never really notice, or I guess I just didn't realize how many pipes I had <laughs> until I tried to put them all up because I, I had several racks like pipe racks. Yeah. And I was like, well, this should be plenty. I'll just put them on the pipe racks. Yeah. And I, I very quickly ran out of, Pipe rack space. So, um, did you get all the pipes in there? Yeah. I got all my pipes in there. Yeah. Did you count them? I did not. What? What are you even doing, man? I, it was the perfect time to take an inventory. I, yeah, you're right. It was. Or you just want plausible deniability. I know you have more than I have. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you don't want to, you, if you have plausible deniability, because if your wife asks you how many pipes you have, you're like, I don't even know. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe 20. No, I showed her a picture 
of the china cabinet when oh, it was big, done big mistake i was like look at this and she goes that looks like an exhibit at a museum <laughs> and i go it i does. know it looks nice doesn't it? it does she was like you have a lot of pipes and i was like well i have more than i thought i did like <laughs> oh i get not i said i i have more than i realized i did but i have like um a 12 pipe rack 12 yeah 12 pipe older pipe rack with like mm -hmm. the uh the humidor jar in the middle mm -hmm. um that was the first one i ever bought and it is filled completely with graybos and then nice. i have another pipe rack that holds eight pipes and it is also filled with graybos then i have a small stack of graybos next to that one <laughs> i have more dr graybo pipes than any other pipe and i didn't even <laughs> realize how many i had brings me up to the next subject because today Sarah and I were driving to the Colts game and uh, when we drive we don't have the kids around we talk about serious subjects and today we we're talking about our wills and um, you know different topics about our wills came up and stuff like that I said you know what I really need to think about like what's going to happen to my stuff when I die yeah um, and so I said that I'm going to write Nate into my will and I'm going to will in there that Nate gets all of my one dollar <laughs> Tub gray bows. <laughs> yes. And the three pounds of lane one Q that I have. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she got a kick out of it. <laughs> He's like, Nate's like, I'll just throw the one Q away and keep all the gray bows. No, I, I, I think one Q would be good to keep around like potpourri. Like just leave it out in the dishes. <laughs> Get a nice tobacco smell going. Oh, man. Too much, man. <laughs> What are you drinking? Um, well, besides the delicious Starbucks coffee that I just finished off, I am enjoying a, courtesy of you, um, a delicious Three Floyds Zombie Dust, the Undead Pale Ale. The Undead Pale Ale. Yep, it's one of my longtime favorite beers I've talked about on here several times. It's just a delicious classic uh, IPA. Nice. And how nice. about you? I am enjoying a Sun King Sunlight Cream Ale. Um, I had their orange cream ale a few episodes ago, mm -hmm. and it was just okay. It was like orange cream soda with a beer taste to it. Yeah. This is not all that different. It doesn't have an orange flavor to it. Um... It tastes like your typical domestic beer. Um, pretty light, nothing heavy on it whatsoever, but it does have like a almost like a cream soda, like a regular cream soda vibe to it. Not a red cream, not a not an orange cream soda, just a regular cream soda vibe. Yeah. Um, but it definitely tastes like a. You know, just a classic, you know, Pilsner or something like that. But with like a hint of sweetness. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, it actually is really good. I really enjoy this one. I did not enjoy it. I didn't particularly enjoy the cream, the orange cream one. Anytime back in the day when I was single, anytime I took a girl somewhere and we'd be drinking beer, and they would say, what kind of beer should I get? I don't know what I like. 
if that was available. That's why I told him to get. It's really good. Because most people who aren't, most people who don't drink a lot of craft beers, um, don't really like IPAs or stouts. <clears throat> and if you go to a place that only has craft beers, uh-huh. um, I usually, if somebody's asking for my opinion for what they should get, I, I usually try to steer them towards something a lot lighter. And that cream out, like you said, is very close to a Pilsner with a little bit of sweetness to it. And for a lot of people, that's very palatable. So now, again, I don't know what I'm talking about. I know that a Pilsner is a type of lager. So maybe this is like a lager and not a Pilsner. I can't tell the difference between a lager and a Pilsner. They taste the same to me. Well, I actually don't know what the difference difference is. I just know that Pilsners are a lot lighter. Like they're like, I'm not even going to try because I have no idea. I don't know what the difference is. It's one of those 75% things. Yeah, pretty much. Because I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to look this up because I'm gonna get annoyed now. It's in the it's the it's the how they're brewed, but like, there's something different about a pilsner than a lager. But a pilsner is a lager. A pilsner is a type of lager. Correct. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, I, those are all pilsners. I think. I don't believe they're all pilsners. Okay, they're all lagers. I don't believe they're all pilsners. We're going to solve this right now. Pilsner versus lager. Beerwolf.com. What's the difference between a pilsner and a lager? Pilsner is actually a type of lager named after the Czech city Pilsen. The most notable difference between them is that Pilsners tend to have a more more hop-forward flavor, uh, and they use different yeasts. Ultimately, Pilsners are just spicier, more hoppy lagers. This isn't hoppy at all, so I'm going to guess it's a lager, not a Pilsner. Hmm. I would say Miller is probably a Pilsner, if I had to guess, because Miller is one of the more hoppier domestics. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah. I think so. I'm looking this up right now. It is. Back in 1975, we didn't just brew any light beer. We brewed Miller Lite, a true American Pilsner. There you go. So. It's spelled different because it tastes different. <laughs> it is spelled differently. Um, I'm not actually not a huge fan of Miller Lite. I know. It is. It's a little hoppier than I like. Not like IPA hoppy. Right. But I've been learning a lot about IPAs this week. A lot. From what? Well, you've been trying to get me to like IPAs for quite some time. So I've been giving them a fair shake. Um, I think last week I drank the um, Foggy Geezer. Yep. And it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, wasn't was anything I'd write home about, but it was it was tolerable for me. It's good. I didn't dislike it. Um, I thought, okay, so I've figured out what I like about certain types of IPAs. Now let me read about them, try to figure out, you know, what 
style that is. And one of the things you told me was that it was a hazy. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Hazies are like a New England style or an East Coast style IPA. Yeah, they're generally unfiltered. Yep. And uh, they tend to be sweeter. Yep. And lower IBUs. Yeah. IBUs are the something bittering units. Yeah, because they're not as bitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of these high hop, or the high bitterness ones, like Hop Slam and... Yeah, they're considered West Coast IPAs. Yeah, and they're just like straight up like pine and... Very bitter. Like on the the back end that I like. Yeah, they have super high IBUs. Yeah. Um, Not smooth. And then I went... This last week I had... um, Where did I... I drank a couple different places this last week for lunch. Um, You're on a golf course once. Yeah, I had... That's what... Okay, I had... I was on the golf course this week. I had um, a golf outing, a charity golf outing for work. And one of the beers that they were had on the beer cart was a uh, beer hug, hazy beer hug. Yeah. By Goose Island. Yep. Yep. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's Goose Island. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've seen it, that can and I almost bought it just for the can. Because it's, I love the it's tin, an awesome the art can, on it. Yeah. I almost said the tin art. I love the art on it. But um, it's got this big old bear with these, like, it's like Wayfair sunglasses. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome can art. Great beer. Um, I don't even know how to really describe it. it tasted like almost like tropical fruitish. Wasn't fruity, but it just had like a hints of. You know, like mango and pineapple and stuff like that. It was yeah. it tasted beery. It didn't taste like a fruit drink. Yeah. Um little bitterness, tolerable, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. So I had that. And then I went with some coworkers to um Kuma's Corner for lunch. And I had Terre Haute Brewing Company, uh Street Justice, which is that blood blood orange pilsner. Yeah. It was really good. Good. Um, so that wasn't an IPA. But then I went to um, uh, Upland Brewing on Friday. I took one of my employees there. Uh, needed to have a you know, sit-down lunch meeting and all that. So I was like, well, let's go hit up a brewery. Let's enjoy a beer. And I got um, all juiced up, I think was the something like that. Juiced up, all juiced up, something. Okay. It was a hazy IPA. Who made that? Upland. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was good? It was, at first I didn't care for it. Yeah. Um, but towards the end, I actually really think I enjoyed it. Good. I think I did. I think they're starting to grow on me. Yeah. Um, Upland is, and I hate saying this because I feel like I should support them when they're from Indiana, but they're one of my least favorite breweries. There's not a whole lot of stuff from Upland I like. They they make an IPA, I, I use air quotes to say that, um, called Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. When I worked at Cheeseburger in Paradise, it was the only IPA we kept on tap all the time. Really? And I hated it because it's not good. But Upland's food is out of this world. It was fantastic. Their food is always good. Same with Kuma's Corner. If you get the chance to go to Kuma's Corner, they have one in Indiana and in Indianapolis. They have one in... At least one in Chicago area. So, right on. Kuma's is legit. 
good bo- good booze, good food, the whole shebang. Cool atmosphere. It's like a heavy metal themed bar. I mean, you've told me about it several times. I think we talked about it in here too, but I've yet to ever be there. Great place. So, anyway, we've done a lot of chit chat tonight. Um, but uh, good talks. Yeah. A lot of small talk, but uh, just good topics. Having a good time with the pal in the basement. But uh, I think it's time to j- we jump into our bill of lading segment. What do you think? For it, go for it. This week we are smoking the fourth generation, twenty twelve flake. Dun, dun, dun. Virginia flake, correct? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of it? I dig it. I don't know. Uh... Enough said. Nate digs it. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. I don't know how much age is on this particular one. Um, but yeah, it says, according to tobacco reviews, they say it's a straight Virginia and the flavoring is fruit slash citrus. Mm. I get the straight Virginia for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it tastes like you're Typical Virginia Flake. It tastes like a good quality Virginia Flake. Sure. Yeah. When I say typical, I mean, there's, in my opinion, there's not a lot of Virginia Flakes out there that are of poor quality, are there? None come to I mind. Mean, fl- making a flake is a, if you're going to make a poor quality product, you're not going to go through the effort of making a flake out of it, I wouldn't think. I mean, all the effort, the extra labor that goes into making a yeah. flake yeah. and then. Also, the machinery you would need to compress a flake and to slice a flake. If you're going to sell a low-quality tobacco, you're not making a flake out of it. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like that's probably true. I would though. think it's a pretty labor-intensive process to just throw some low-quality crap out there. Well. But again, I know absolutely nothing. I'm a tobacco lover. I ain't a tobacco professional. I am not a tobacco professional. I am enjoying this, though. I I'm enjoying it, too, actually. It's very good. Virginia's been, Virginia's been hitting on me lately. I mean, like, this has been kind of the go-to blend I've been smoking on lately. Yeah. I haven't really, tra- I haven't traditionally enjoyed Virginia's. No, you haven't, and it, it warms the cockles of my heart that you've, uh, <laughs> you've started to... Uh, that I drink IPAs and smoke Virginias. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like we can really be friends. Yeah, this is very gr- this is very hay. That's what I get mostly is the hay, and it's not bad. Mm. There's just it's not a this is not a complex blend at all. I don't get complexity out of this. Do you? I feel like there's some there's some flavors in there that maybe you got to work for a little more. You think? Yeah. It's not super complex by any means, but I feel like there's, as far as just straight Virginias go, it's, uh, I feel like it has more to offer than I'm getting right now, if that makes any sense. Sure, absolutely. And again, these aren't reviews because this is the first time we smoked this. Like, right. We might have enough in here to give an okay review at some point. Like, we may have a, a quarter of a 10. Like it's not, even then, like I don't think you can properly review a blend until you've smoked at least a ten of it, honestly. 
but these are all first impressions for us. Like we're, we're trying different things, figuring out what we like, what we don't like. Um, I don't dislike this and don't get me wrong. When I say that this is not complex, that's not a knock on it at all. Right. Yeah. Um, because to enjoy tobacco, it doesn't have to be complex. Sometimes you just need an unassuming, non-complex smoke that you can just sit down and you can enjoy. Yeah. Cause sometimes you want to have a smoke and not think about it. And I feel like I don't, I don't enjoy complex blends when I'm not thinking about them. So like to Except, me, no, exactly right. Escudo is a complex blend. Uh, I consider Escudo complex. Escudo is definitely complex. Yeah. And there probably is some complexity to this. I don't mean to oversimplify it. At my first bowl here, I'm not. For me, when I have a complex blend and I can't fully enjoy its complexity, I find that as a turnoff to a tobacco. To this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting any hints of complexity and it's not bothersome to me. And it actually is somewhat enjoyable because right now, like we're having a conversation. Yeah. And sometimes I find it to be very distracting if I'm sitting down trying to have a conversation while I'm also trying to think through the complexities of a blend. Yeah. I feel like this is a blend I could sit here and enjoy, not think about at all. Right. Have an in-depth conversation and thoroughly enjoy this bowl, not having put the first thought into it. And I agree 100% with that. But I also feel like I could take this blend and go sit by myself and really smoke it slowly and think about it and i feel like like i mean you just brought it up but like a scudo uh-huh you had one one of your first transcendent smokes was a scudo because you were sitting by yourself really thinking about the blend yeah i can take a scudo and i could sit here and smoke it with you and i would love it i would enjoy every minute of it because it's a delicious easily delicious blend but at the same time i could go somewhere and really sit and think about it and probably get a lot more out of it than when I'm just talking to you. There are some blends that if I am just smoking it and talking to somebody, I'm not going to enjoy it because some blends I really have to concentrate on and I have to think about how fast I'm smoking and I have to think about trying to not get it too hot and I have to think about the different flavors I'm getting because otherwise to me, it just tastes like hot air. Yeah. And there are some blends like this, which again, this is my first bowl. I don't know what I'm talking about, but with a Scudo, especially I could sit and smoke a Scudo with you and I would enjoy it the entire time. But I also, you're so familiar with it. Well, I don't know because again, we're completely different, different palates, different taste buds. Yeah. I can't enjoy a Scudo. Like I've had, I've had twice where I've enjoyed a Scudo. Um, but the other times that I've had it, I've really not enjoyed it. Part of it is because those other times I didn't fully commit to just sitting there and pondering only on it. Yeah. At least that's in, in my brain. That's the way it worked out. Yeah. You smoke, you smoked a lot of a Scudo though. Yeah. A Scudo was the blend that really got me into vapors. Um, so maybe, maybe what it is, is that I've smoked it by myself and I've been able to pull out those flavors and really think about it. So maybe now whenever I smoke it, I don't think about it as much and I can still kind of get those same flavors because I know they're there. I don't know. I've never really thought about, I've never really sat down and, and thought about the differences. Who would have thought there was a lot of philosophy behind pipe smoking? 
anyone who's ever smoked a pipe. <laughs> I mean, that's so pipe smoking and philosophy go hand in hand, but there's also a philosophy behind pipe smoking. Yeah. Like, the topic we just yeah. were talking about. Like, yeah. it's a pretty deep thought process to like, think through, like, do I enjoy this without thinking about it because I'm just so familiar with it? Right. Or do I enjoy it because for whatever other reason? Hmm. Deep thought, man. I don't have those very often. It's good though. That's uh that's this fun. or a scudo. This. Yeah, this is very good. Yeah. I'm actually really enjoying this. As am I. Um, I'm getting as I'm progressing through this, I'm getting a lot of hay, a little bit of black pepper, which I don't typically like about Virginia's, but for some reason this is like the perfect amount of black pepper in this. Okay. Are you getting that at all? Black pepper? I hadn't really thought about that. I'm getting a little bit of a sweetness, not a ton. This is not what I would consider a sweet Virginia. Would you consider this sweet? I am getting some sweetness to it, but I'm burning it pretty hot, honestly. Um, I'm not getting any tanginess. Um, this is probably not a red Virginia, if I had to guess. I don't know what kind of Virginia this is. It's uh, I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. The more I smoke it, the more I really like it. Though I'm really enjoying it. Um, I would, I would highly recommend this for somebody. You can. We just looked. I looked a bit ago, briefly. You can get it on Cup of Joe's right now for thirteen twenty-five a ten or something like that. Definitely worth it. Yeah, it's great. It probably would age really well. I'm sure it'll probably get sweeter. I am getting a little bit of that pepperiness now that I started doing some retrohales and really thinking it about morphs it. like I find pepperiness changes throughout a bowl. Um, with most Virginia blends, sometimes like, um, what did I have recently? Oh, the new Carolina red flake. Mm-hmm. Um, it had varying degrees of pepperiness throughout the bowl. Sometimes it was like overbearing. I wonder if there's a certain. Because they're mixes of different kinds of Virginias, so I wonder if there's a certain leaf that's providing more of that peppery flavor. And maybe as you're going through the bowl, like you just happen to be lighting up that particular kind of leaf at that moment or something. Maybe. You okay there? Sorry, I just had a shooter come straight down the pipe in to hit the back of my throat. Ooh, and it made me like cough and breathe out through my pipe and then like shot. I make make fun of Nate for this all the time because he has this, when he lights his pipes, it goes... I don't know what it, I don't know what you do. It's the lighter, but it happens pretty frequently. <laughs> it's that one black lighter I have. Um, but yeah, I got a shooter. I went to take a draw, and I got a stem of it. Just went straight down my throat, hit the back of my throat, and made me cough. And then I just blew ashes everywhere. Yeah, it's embarrassing when that happens. Well, now I know how you feel. I don't. I'm not really that embarrassed when it happens. So. <laughs> That hole in your beard says differently. I know. I was actually looking in the mirror earlier, and I was like, "Do I have a hole in my beard?" <laughs> no. You ready? To, are you ready to rate this? Yeah, but that's a very beautiful pipe you're smoking. It out is of. a very beautiful pipe. Thank what you. Is that? This is a Peterson Shannon. Uh, it's a Zulu shape, I believe. Yeah. It's got a two six eight on it, so I'm that's their Peterson's model number. I'm sure. Um, I think that this was a second maybe because it's got a double stamp P. Mm. So 
Uh, you, you can kind of see the ghost of a pea on there. Yeah. You see that? Or maybe somebody made, like redid the stem or something? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know this thing had either been very well restored or had been smoked very little. I got this from the Even Reese booth at the Chicago Pipe Show. Yeah. For $40. Yeah. The, it's like, I don't know what you call that grain that's on there. Is that a flame grain on the on the I, that side? This side over here? The other side. That side? It looks like a tiger stripe almost. Yeah, it's... I wish I could show you guys in a camera. No, I don't, because I don't want to do YouTube. Um, but I do wish I could show you on a camera. Um, it is a beautiful pipe. It is very, very, very elaborate grain. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I, I mean, it's all over too. I mean, like even the top, the rim is amazingly grained. Yeah. I, uh, you don't see, usually in pipes, if they have beautiful grain, they'll have it on like one side and then you look at the other side, it looks like just <laughs> yeah. hammered dog turds. Yeah. Like they don't care. About yeah. That this has just like elaborate, beautiful grain everywhere. It's a smooth pipe. And everywhere you look, there is just some beautiful feature of grain. I mean, there's like bird's eye across the front. Yeah. Um, there's just some amazing like tiger striping on it. Some marbling on the other side across the top. There's just striations like straight lines. Um, I don't even know how to describe this, but it is a beautiful pipe. 40 bucks. Can't beat that with a stick. I cannot beat that with a stick. But what are you smoking out of? I'm smoking out of, this is, I was thinking about this the other day. I think I've smoked more out of this pipe than any other pipe I own. And I, I think that because I'm starting to get like some pretty excessive cake buildup on the inside. Yeah. It is a Dr. Graybo. No way. Yeah. It's from the Lark line. You and smoke a Dr. Graybo? I do on occasion. Just you not known for that by any means, are you? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but this one is, uh, you would smoke a garbage pipe like that. You watch your mouth. <laughs> this is a uh, a lovely lavat shape. Um, it's it got lovely. The saddle bit. I love this pipe, and I know I mentioned it on here before because the bowl is kind of small. It's a little on the small side, mm -hmm. and it will take one coin perfectly. So whether it's a Scudo or Davidoff or any of the other thousands I named, that you can fold it up and stuff it in here, or you can break it apart, or whatever you want to do. But if you fold it up, which I would just fold and stuff, it fits perfectly in this bowl. One coin does, and nice. it's the perfect amount to smoke. Like on my way to work, it takes me forty-one minutes to get to work. There's always like a little bit of data left in the bottom. That's oddly specific. What? Forty-one minutes. Well, I've driven it a lot, so. Mm. Unless I get stuck behind some idiot on the jack highway, wagon, then it's about forty-one minutes. Man, but yeah, it's a it's a one of my favorite pipes. You can see the yeah, you got a pretty good cake building up in there. Yeah, I actually can't. Or did you just take a torch to it? <laughs> no, like the uh, regular pipe tool, like a check tool. Mm -hmm. It it can't get in the bottom anymore because mm. uh, I need to ream it. Time to scrape that. And I, I'm honestly, I think this is the first pipe I've ever had to do that to. Like, actually had to. Are you to. proud of that? I weirdly am. Like, I don't know. 
I've just never had that. Like I've never smoked one pipe enough that it's got such an excessive buildup that I have to ream it out. Yeah. Ream it, baby. Ream it. But it's like a little workhorse. I love this. I love this pipe. It's a good looking pipe. I, we say it all the time. Grabos are bang for your buck. Great pipes. Absolutely. There's a few brands out there on the American market. I don't think that you can do better bang for your buck than Grabo. Um, Italian market, I would say Molina. I would have to go with Rossi. You can get that Rossi Vittoria right there for $45 on pipes and cigars right now. Okay. I mean, you can't do much better than yeah, I mean, a I Rossi think, pipe for 40 I think this was about $45. That one is much prettier. I will give you that. Most of my Molinas weren't more than $50. I actually have a Molina. I've been smoking a lot, a lot lately, and it smokes really well. That's a Molina. Yeah. Actually, mine is just like that, except mine's unfinished. Yeah, that's not true. I don't know. I have like three or four Molinas. They're, they're really good pipes. They're, they're, good they're like smokers. They're like $40, 50 bucks. Yeah, they are cheap. You can get on tobacco pipes. I used to always just go to the pipe section and sort by the cheapest to the most expensive. Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of Molinas in there. Yeah. Rossies are great. I have multiple Rossies. Um, so we have some beginner pipe smokers, relatively newish pipe smokers. If you're looking for a, um, a good, like budget pipe that's quality, um, I would say give, especially locally, if you can find one locally, you can pick up Grabo's for like 30 bucks. I think around here they're 30, 35, something like that. Yeah. You can get them on eBay brand new. Sometimes even in the box still. I One of the ones that I smoke regularly, it was uh, the first pipe I think I dedicated to English blends, was a Graybo. And I got it for $19 on eBay. It's still in the box. Mm, wow. They're not the prettiest pipes in the world by any means, but... I got a couple that they're I workhorses. Think are gorgeous. Yeah, they have some beautiful pipes out there. But they're definitely... I, they smoke well enough for a $20 pipe. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what your complaint is about a $20 pipe. Like, oh, it doesn't smoke good for a $20 pipe. Like, come on, man. We got like, a bunch of those at, for $5 to the Graybos at mm -hmm. Chicago. I just gave my cousin one when I saw him on Friday. Mm -hmm. I gave him one of those, and I gave him some uh, Devil's Holiday to try. Do you think that the pretentiousness around pipe smoking is one of the reasons that Graybo has such a bad rap? Yes, I 100% do. Do you think so? I 100% do. Because anytime I bring it up to one of those old guys, well, one of the older pretentious guys, because <laughs> I've met a lot of older guys at the pipe shows that are just great, down-to-earth, humble people. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while you run into one that's just kind of, like that one I told you was a real, like Jay? No, no, no. <laughs> not, not that old? <laughs> no, this guy was much older than Jay. Oh, wow, that's old. And uh, he uh, he he had. I, I was actually smoking. No, I was smoking that. Um, it doesn't matter, but it was another Grabo. And uh, he saw me smoking it, and he had a um, a table of his own, a booth or whatever at the Chicago show. He was selling pipes, mm -hmm. and he was like, "Come by my 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 table, and I'll get you a better pipe for your money." And I was like, "The heck you will! You can't beat the 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 price of this pipe for the how good it is." But he was. He had a lot of things to say about Graybos. Well, was it you? Was you were telling me that um, 
Graybo, one of the reasons there is so much briar on the American market is because of Graybo. Yeah. Like so much is imported because of manufacturers like Graybo. Like Graybo and K Woody and, and those people like that make thousands and thousands of pipes like this. Mm-hmm. Um because of them, the people that make briar stay in business basically. Mm-hmm. So they use up enough which it's not just Graybo. You know what I mean? There's there's lots of different ones, but um and that's actually what the old man at the Chicago pipe show was telling me. He was saying that because they use so much briar for their, you know, cheap drugstore pipes mm-hmm. that they were able to have the briar for the higher end pipes. Like if you only had if if your briar if you made if like if you produced briar and you were selling briar to people mm-hmm. as a as a briar manu- like wholesaler or whatever, if you were only selling to people who were selling thousand dollar pipes or two thousand dollar pipes, there's not enough of those to to make it worth it. Right. But if you're selling thousands and thousands and thousands of blocks of briar to Dr. Graybo and Kay Woody and those people, then you're able to have the other ones ready to, to go too. Yeah. I don't know. I got plenty of Graybos in my in my collection. Yeah, more than more than most. I have I have quite a few. I have I have a handful. I have to talk about this because I, now I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. I was thoroughly glad that I got to go to the game. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I understand now why I prefer to watch sporting events from the comfort of my own home. Yeah. $40 to park, mm-hmm. probably a half a mile from the gate. Always my biggest concern with going anywhere is parking. I freaking yeah. hate it. Forty dollars is pretty steep, dude. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, so I paid forty dollars to park, and I'd walk a half mile to the stadium, which it is what it is. But forty dollars to have to walk a half mile. Yeah. And then, um, the food is so dang expensive, and the beer is so dang expensive. We got two burgers and a thing of fries. And it was forty dollars yeah. for two burgers and fries, and I was like, "What? And they're not even that good." I mean, these were okay. I mean, they're okay, but it's like a concession burger and fries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but they did have the Bud Light tailgate thing, um, so we got beers for like three dollars a piece, so that wasn't bad. But I spent between the food and the parking, I spent ninety dollars on just food and parking, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. Like what? I I don't know, man. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah, all the tobacco you could have bought with $90. Think about all the tobacco I could have bought with $90. Just stayed at home and enjoyed the game. Yeah. Or I could have bought a whole plethora of food, invited all of my friends over for $90. We could have all watched the game and had brews and brats and burgers and pie. Two weeks from now, we should get together and watch football on a Sunday. We should. We should have some brews and some brats and some burgers. We should tailgate. Some cornhole. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking at all the people with tailgating today, and they looked like they were in a blast. I don't want to take from that. It was a cool environment. I mean, just thousands and thousands of people. I think that stadium holds like 100,000 people, and it was a sold-out crowd. Yeah. It was huge. It was in, insanity how many people are in there. Um, But all the tailgating that happened outside... And I I would guess by the base of the amount of people that were there, a lot of people didn't even go into the game. Oh, there's a whole lot of people that go yeah. and just tailgate. They and just go they, into the they game. just stayed out there and tailgated. Um, and they looked like they were having a blast. Like there was the there was a 
like a Celtic marching band that was all dressed in, in Colts stuff, but they had like the drums and they had bagpipes. Very cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, That was really, we actually stopped and watched them for a little bit. But the whole tailgating thing was a blast. Watching the game was a blast, but I was like, you know, I can tailgate at home with my friends and not pay for all this expensive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I really want to, I, I probably want to put some more effort into that this year with football season, you know, like. I was just telling Kimberly that we should have, like, we should have you guys over one one Sunday to, like, the afternoon game. Yeah. And then you guys over the next week or something like that. Yeah. Boom. Tailgate every week for football. Get some quesadillas. Some quesadillas. <laughs> oh, man. Chips and dip. Some so, brats. Before we wrap this up. Oh, yeah. What are we rating this thing? Ooh. Mm-mm-mm. This actually will go to kind of prove my point that we're that we were both trying to make last week. Because last week we smoked Dunbar, uh huh, and we said Dunbar is a delicious blend, but it's also not super complex. Mm-hmm. So I think we both said that if you can get Dunbar for cost, then get it for cost, but it, don't overpay for it because right. there are other blends out there that are just as good. This is a good example of that, I think. Very good example of that. So I'm actually going to rate this a 7.5, the exact same I did last week for Dunbar, because it's delicious. I feel like I have to rate this the same as Dunbar because of what you just said. Yeah. Um, I should and, let you go first. No, 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 no. I was, I was already <laughs> thinking that exact same thing. Like, literally, we were on the same page. Yeah. When I, That's what I was thinking about when I was smoking this, was that this is a good example of a good quality Virginia that literally is readily available you can buy it dirt cheap i mean 13 dollars for a tin of tobacco is not that expensive no it's not i mean i buy c and d blends in my brick and mortar for what 18 dollars unfortunately unfortunately that's, that's brick and mortar prices but like i can buy this online for 13 dollars. it's cheaper than what i'm paying for c and d blends at a brick and mortar yeah um significantly you could buy two cans you could buy two tins of this for the price of what you would pay full-blown retail I mean, most of the places, so retail on a tin of Esoterica is probably, what, $16? Yeah. $16, $18? Yeah. But even online, people aren't selling it for that price. They're selling it for like $20 a tin at least. Yeah, usually. Yeah, and then some places it's even more. But the problem is you can't ever find them online. You can't ever find it online. And when you do, people are asking inflated prices for it. So in theory, you can buy two to three tins of this 2020 or the 2012 Flake for the price of what you could buy one tin of Dunbar. Yeah. And so like, to me, it's a no brainer. Like Dunbar is great, but you can buy something just as good and more readily available and get three times as much for what you would pay for one tin of Dunbar. I got to go with an eight on eight on it just for that factor alone. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's delicious. I wouldn't put it in my rotation. Probably, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge Virginia smoker, but it's a really, really good Virginia. Yeah, um, it's a good beginner Virginia, in my opinion. I would if say you've so. never smoked a Virginia Flake, I would highly recommend this. Like, it's not. Some Virginias have the, they can some Virginias can burn you up pretty good. Like Virginia's notorious for that, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Virginias can be very, very complex. Um, Virginia's, um, sometimes 
are lopsided in you know like this in my opinion this Carolina Red Flake is super spicy yeah um this wasn't that way at all like this is this this uh, the red Carolina Red Flake could really turn a beginner Virginia smoker off in my opinion I could see that being the case. You, if you've never smoked Virginias before and you just smoked this as your very first Virginia, yeah, um, it might not be something that would be um, conducive to you wanting to smoke Virginias again. This, I think, you could say, you could let any beginner smoke it. They're like, oh, yeah, Virginias aren't too bad. I think I want to try some more. So yeah. that being said, I got to give it an eight. But we have talked plenty long enough. Nate's got to get home to his baby. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, I've got lots of editing to do because we went for a really long time. So, and I do want to say again, thank you, Mike, for the uh, yes, Mike. Thank you so much. It's a we're, good blend. We're getting low on some uh, um, bill of lading blends, but Mike's got the next batch. He's he told us today he's getting it prepped. Yep, he says he's ready to go when we he are. Just, just bought up a whole bunch of new blends that he's wanting us to try. So, I'm pretty excited about that. So, we do thank you, Mike, so much for contributing all that you have to this show um not only in providing us tobacco to smoke but also i mean i'll be honest guys mike's one of the biggest supporters of our show like he writes us at least once a week oh yeah at least yeah. sometimes multiple times i think we got three emails from him today alone um so um great guy he's been awesome for our show been a great friend yep so um and reach out to us at pipes pours and pals at gmail.com you can reach us at on the Instagrams, on the Instagrams at Pipes Pours and Pals. You can reach myself, Justin, at the Coffee Pot Codger or Nate at Indiana Nate. Got anything else you want to cover? I don't think so. I think that's no. I think that's about it, man. It was just an average episode tonight, but hey, we covered a lot of topics. I had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. Needed to catch up. Yeah, that pie was delicious. The pie was delicious. Yeah, Mrs. Wicks, shout out to them. Order you a pie. Get it sent to you. That being said, have a great night, everybody. Bye, everybody.